Welcome to the College Football Bros, a top 25 college football podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. So last week, ESPN released their FPI ratings, and there were a few teams in the top 15 that stood out. So we will talk about that in a little bit. But first, had some news break last week. JT Daniels is transferring from Georgia to West Virginia. That's where he chose. Uh, How big is this for the Mountaineers, Trey? I think it's big just because Neil Brown really needed some some juice in the Mountaineer program. Uh, they had an inexperienced quarterback room, so so this was big. Uh, you know, hopefully for their sake, Daniels can stay healthy and and show the form that he showed at USC and then you know briefly at, at Georgia. If he does, it's as good of a situation as West Virginia could ask for. Uh, he's getting paired with Graham Harrell at offensive coordinator, who he worked with uh, at, at in his time at USC a little bit, and it, it sets up. The USC Transfer Bowl week one, they play Keaton Slovis and Pitt first game. <laughs> yeah. Backyard Brawl. That's true. I agree with Trey. I think it's big, though. I mean, I was not confident in their QB room at all. Uh, we kind of touched on it not that long ago, but it was not, I wasn't happy. It wasn't looking too great for him, um, especially after losing Jarrett Dagey uh, to Western Kentucky. So this is a, this is a big get. I'm, I'm hoping he's healthy um, because he's, he's obviously a talented kid. So this will bring their upside. Uh, a lot a lot higher um, if he's able to go agreed all right let's uh let's get to our discussion of fpi and sp plus for the episode so we're going to go through some of the teams that are the farthest apart in those two metrics and you have to say where you would have these uh these teams in your own personal rankings relative to the the projection systems and we're not treating these sp plus and fpi rankings as as over-unders in terms of where you think the teams will end up ranked or rating because obviously we would take you know the the best teams to do probably worse than they're ranked that's just the way it works when you're doing rankings the teams you have highly rated are like more likely to finish towards the middle of the pack than your ranking but you have to rank someone first and you have to rank maybe more relevant this year you have to rank someone fourth after alabama ohio state and georgia even though whoever you put there is of course a big favorite to finish worse than fourth there's so, a, bit, a lot of options that could finish fourth but you got to choose one it's it, exactly good luck. so we're not we're yeah. we're saying you're you've got your list of rankings as you have them now yeah. and comparing them to fbi and fpi and sp plus so ryan right get us started with the first yeah this uh, first one ranking. is uh, this one's an odd one this <laughs> swing and a miss by one of the rankings on this one fpi this is texas uh the longhorns uh fbi put them at sixth you heard me sixth <laughs> And uh, SP Plus has them at 33rd. So, Trey, what do you <laughs> what do you think? Of yeah, these? I mean, it, it's one of the bigger disparities of the rankings, as you kind of allude to. I'm going to lead, if I had to kind of look at it, I'm going to lean more in between. So that kind of, I guess, puts them in that 20 to 25 range, in my opinion. Uh, there's plenty of upside with, with Texas, but I just, I need to see them do it. Um, if Quinn Ewers is the real deal, then maybe they climb. But I, you know, on the other side, I still need to see some dramatic improvement out of that defense. Uh, and then you, you you add that to the fact that they have a they have a non conference game against Alabama, and I see a fair amount of competitive games in conference that could lead to a few more losses. Yeah, I mean, I that sixth rating ranking is 
very weird. <laughs> I think the only way I can see a projection system having Texas that high is that they have, of course, a special adjustment for quarterback. And they say Quinn Ewers is an elite quarterback right now. And he is like the only very elite. Yeah, very. that's <laughs> I <mean>. true. <laughs> I mean, he's the only quarterback since Vince Young to have a perfect rating in uh, the you know 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. So you know, I, I guess that's what they're looking at. But I think FPI is assuming too high of a value for him, especially right now as a freshman. Um, but on the other side, I think SP plus, which more or less ignores his specific recruiting ranking, uh, Quinn Ewers, it's probably making a mistake. So yeah, I am somewhere in between their rankings. Yeah, I, I, we all agree somewhere in the middle for Texas. They probably a borderline in, in the top 25, I'd have them, but not not too deep in there. Yeah. The offense, I think, will be pretty good. You know, if you oh, took all the the their, skill talent is insane. B. John yeah, Robinson, they, yeah, they got good. Xavier weapons. Worthy, Isaiah yeah. Nayor. Of course, they just added uh, a Jai Hall. We'll Alabama, see if he can, yeah, yeah, have his head on straight. So if they, you know, as long as the old line can be average, that's going to be a and 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 Quinn Ewers obviously a lot rests on him, but or Hudson Card or Hudson Card, but. I mean, it's going to be pretty good. So obviously it's just the defense. And I, I like Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski did a good job in his past, but he's obviously got to have a pretty good year, uh, leap in year two. But there is upside. I'm not saying number six upside, but, you know, they'll be exciting to watch. Moving on to a, a different shade of orange. We've got Tennessee. FPI has them 28th. Another big disparity here. SP Plus has them ninth. Michael, lead us off. I am going to be bullish here. I'm going to say I more or less agree with SP+. I might have them, you know, maybe three or four slots lower, but close enough. We know Hendon Hooker in Josh Heupel's offense is extremely efficient. I think they were one of the 20 or 25 best teams last year. And if they'd started Hendon Hooker from the beginning, <laughs> they might have gone eight and four. Maybe they would have beat Pitt in that close game, which is crazy when yeah. you have Georgia and Bama on the schedule. So they were already pretty good last year they're 33rd in the country in returning production i it, it seems kind of crazy to have them like top 15 but i was making my rankings and i put them there yeah i'm not going to be as bullish as you i'm going to say in the middle um uh, of these two i I'm, i definitely think they're a clear top 25 team i have them in the top 20 but n- not approaching not top 10 uh, quite yet um you know they're they went seven and six last year i know they Michael gave a little reason as why they could have been a little better, um, but that was a that was okay. Let's that's a, a really good year for Menon Hooker, like very very good. Um, and they do lose a couple of key receivers that he was able to throw to. Um, so that's you know two out of the top three guys are are gone. So that's that's a question mark. Cade Mays, uh, stud right tackle, gone to the NFL, um, and the defense is still going to be really bad. Uh, this is particularly the secondary worst in the conference as far as uh, against the pass and they lose a couple of their guys back there and their top three one of their not top three but three of their top guys in the secondary that are going to play this year not participating in spring it's uh you know they're gonna put up points but they're also going to give up a ton so i'm not expecting a huge jump in year two i think it's going to be similar to last year i think they're just going to have um, a very very good offense and a pretty darn bad defense yeah, I'm. I'm going to split the difference too. I, I've kind of been on a roller coaster with them. They're, when the off season began, I was all in on Tennessee. Now I'm just kind of looking at the challenges facing facing them. Uh, by the end of the summer, I'll probably be back on their wagon, but and waving the vol flag. But they they gave up 48 to Purdue in their last game. That was kind of my yeah. concern, Ryan. You you alluded to the defense, um, but I, I just I think it's more likely that they're going to be more in the middle, just because 
I don't maybe the offense just kind of plateaus and the defense doesn't make that dramatic jump. I hope they do. Yeah. Oklahoma State uh fpi has them 13th sp plus has them 36th what are you thinking ryan are they they gonna keep it up uh i don't think so quite so much i'm i'm in i'm in agreement here with uh sp plus which has them 36 so i'm I'm leaning towards that number um not not seeing a top 25 uh squad this year from the cowboys they just lose too much um especially from their defense which you know carried them really honestly the past couple years especially last year um Four good secondary players are gone. Very talented players. Uh, they'll be going to be very inexperienced back there. Going to really the whole back seven slash eight, I guess you could say, um, with their defense is going to be fresh faces. Um, so that that's going to be tough. I'm not. They're not going to be bad or anything, but it's just um, that's a lot to to replace, especially when you don't have Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator back, who's moved on, and now they got Derek Mason coming in, who is is a solid defensive coordinator himself, but. Um, too many pieces to to lose, and I just the offense I'm not encouraged by what I've seen lately. And they do lose a couple of nice skill players on that side too. So don't think they'll pick up the slack much. So you know, the, I Gundy will keep up a streak of bowl games and stuff, but I just don't see them being a whole lot better. I'm gonna side with SP Plus as well, but but these are the types of teams where Gundy like surprises you. You just when you don't think he's gonna do much, they they end up overperforming. But uh, but they are 118th in returning production, so I, it's just a, a tall order for them to be closer to the 13th, like FBI has them. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'm going to say somewhere in between, maybe closer to SP plus, but I, not close enough to where I'm gonna gonna agree with SP plus. I, of course, they'll be a lot worse defensively. I just have to think the offense is going to take maybe a little step forward it's just been so bad that i don't expect that from gundy year after year i just i don't know i guess i'll trust gundy's coaching ability to keep them pretty good fair enough that could happen they need it all right let's move on here to uh cincinnati uh there the fpi has them at 32nd and then sp plus has them at 11th uh so michael where are you leaning with the bearcats i'm in between they they obviously lose a ton, so they're going to be significantly worse than last year. Desmond Ritter's gone, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce on on offense, so that's their kind of top quarterback, running back, receiver, and a lot of their best defensive players are gone. But I, I still think they'll be good. They've got five starting O-linemen coming back. They returned their best tight end, Josh Wiley. They added a productive receiver transfer from Hawaii. So I think whoever starts at quarterback, whether it's the, the former four-star Evan Prater or Ben Bryant, the kind of veteran presence who transferred away and got some experience and then transferred back. Yeah. Um, I think whoever starts is going to have a pretty solid supporting cast and a defense that, though, has some new faces, ha- has been recruited and developed really well under under Fickle. Yeah, this one this one's really difficult. Um, I'm I'm going to. Did you lean in between, Michael? Yeah, I, I was in between. Yeah, I'd have them, you know, I don't know, maybe somewhere around yeah, 20th. I. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I was kind of that 20 to 25 range, I think. Yeah. Just because I know their defense is, is going to be good with with Fickle, but but still, when you're 115th on the defensive side in returning production, you're you're going to regress. I mean, it, it's just the way it is. Um, and I think the offense might take a little bit of a, a drop back too. So, but that it's what what's good for them though is they're still going to be a factor for the New Year Six Bowl, but. When I look at SP Plus at 11th, I just think that might be a little too ambitious for me at this moment. I'm going to go with FPI. 
I'm a, I'm a little lower on, on Cincinnati than you guys. 32nd isn't like for a G5 team is not a bad spot to be at. That's still a team that could go like 10 and two in their, in their, in their, on their schedule, uh, nine and three type. So I, with, with all the pieces that they lost, especially in that secondary, they had some elite players on that defense, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's, th- those are guys were difference makers, man. I just think that's going to cost them at least a couple of games with, with how, how well those guys played. So I'm not, I'm, I don't think they're going to be bad, but I'm going to lean with FPI. All right. Moving on to Michael's squad, USC. Um, FPI has them 37th and SP plus has them 64th. And, and to both these systems credit, it's pretty much impossible to, to rate these guys, even as a human. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty wide variance, but. I'm going to go with FPI. I'm going to be a little more, I guess, bullish um, on the Trojans. I, I think USC it. fans would beg to differ that 37th yeah. is bullish. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just cautiously be bullish on them then. Um, a, a complete overhaul of, of this group. You know, at least you got a good quarterback in Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma transfer coming in. Um, will he have a lot of weapons to throw to will he have a good offensive line to block for him you know there's no there's no drake london's uh, coming back for usc next year but it should still be a, a formidable receiver core i think the o-line lincoln Riley's had a good track record i know he didn't get his o-line coach to come with him but he did steal mizzou's who was pretty good so i think A&M. they'll be all right a&m's oh sorry a and that's okay um and <laughs> oh thanks mike I forgive you. <laughs> uh, I do like Alex Grinch on the other side. He, he he did a good job OU's getting OU's defense better. And I just, I think a lot relies for them on, obviously, can they get more transfers? They brought in a good amount already. Um, and then how's that defense going to jolly? Because you got some talent. There's no doubt. I think the D-line could be pretty solid, actually. You got Corey Foreman. He kind of didn't take off last year. Maybe it was the system. Maybe it was him. Maybe who knows what it was. But Corey Foreman, the former number one overall player two years ago, if he could just kind of live up to his billing a little bit, that would be a massive deal for that team. Because he got uh, Peely, he got Tui Polotu also on the D-line. You know, if, if, if Foreman steps out, that's a pretty solid group. So along with some transfers they brought in from Auburn, uh, Colorado, Bama, it could be all right. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely closer to FPI here. I, I'd have USC in the maybe low to mid-30s. Uh, so I guess maybe I'm even a little bit higher than than FPI, but it's because, you know, the reasons you said you brought up a lot of good points. I think I just think the offense is going to be good enough to make sure the team's at least decent because you bring up the offensive line. It is experienced. It graded out a lot better last year uh, and, and bring a lot of guys back. So maybe with some better coaching, they actually could be pretty decent. I think question mark is depth there for sure i'm just really across can they get the ground game going yeah exactly need to be able to run the ball better maybe well caleb williams helps that you know his ability to run and just lincoln riley's scheme um and but just depth across the whole roster is an issue too especially on the defense you brought up some potentially good linemen but across the whole defense depth is a concern so but i think lincoln riley will address that with he's still gonna says he's gonna bring in like 10 plus transfers so um to these rating systems credit they can't account for those transfers yet that haven't happened but we all know they're going to happen and i think they'll improve the defense to at least maybe go from bad to somewhat competent yeah and well and that's the reason i'm going to go towards fpi the 37 just because 
both these metrics are going to increase uh, as the season nears once they do add some more some more transfers. Like SP Plus will not have SC sixty fourth come you know September first or whatever. I assuming they actually do bring in a haul, but they they plan to. So that's why I'm leaning closer to FPI and maybe even a hair better. Okay. Next team we have is a surprise in the top 10. Another surprise. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if it's more or less surprising. Probably more su- less surprising than Texas. But Auburn is at 10th in FPI. And SP Plus has them a more reasonable 25th. So what do you, what are you thinking, Trey? Apparently QBs, they forgot QB is important on this one. I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I think we'll all stray away from FPI here, but... I'm going to go – it's kind of where you think they they fall on your rung. And I, I'm going to go around the SP plus level of 25th. I mean, they went 6-7 and seven last year. They obviously had a bunch of offseason drama with Harson, But, the, you know, the offense needs to improve if they really want to get to a top 10 level like FPI would, but even top 20. Because um, Bo Nix left. We really don't know if Finley will take over. They have a couple transfers, some young, some young recruits from the last couple cycles – uh, it's not it's not great when you know Derek Mason left as the def- defensive coordinator. Uh, they had a first team SEC defender Roger McCreary gone, Smoke Monday from the secondary. But I mean, all that said, like the cupboard is not bare. And the thing, it'll be just interesting to watch Auburn play because there's a lot of pressure on them to to you know to perform just because of the the drama. Um, I'm lower than both on this one. I'm even lower than SP plus really not a fan of Auburn this year. I think their offense is going to be terrible. Um, I'm not a fan of TJ Finley or Zach Calzada, um, whoever they trot out there. I'm just not, not, not high on that position for them. Michael looks like you were about to say something. No. Calzada. I was thinking about correcting your pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, pizza or tomato tomato you know <laughs> pizza calzone pizza or pizza. He, zach calzone you know <laughs> all right <laughs> um, yeah qb qb position weak uh obviously tank bigby's a great running back but i, I don't think they have the own line that's going to be good enough to to really make up for the fact that their passing game is going to be bad uh, they lose key receivers again back back years where they lose a lot of important receivers um so I think the offense really struggled. Defense, I think, is going to be worse than last year. Roger or Trey <laughs> called you Roger for once. Oh, that's weird. Wow. <laughs> well, well, Roger McCreary. Yeah. So kind of. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Trey brought up the losses in the secondary. Already not a strong one to begin with. Is is going? I don't think it'll be better. Uh, new new D coordinator. I don't know. All the drama. I think that takes a toll as well. Just not seeing it. I could see it falling apart. I'm with Ryan. I have them. I'm lower than both. I would have them outside of the top twenty-five. And you pointed out a multitude of reasons, but for me, the two reasons I zoned in on is quarterback. Just, yeah, like you don't feel good about any of the quarterbacks and receiving core. It's just a huge question mark. Yep, exactly. All right, moving on to uh, Big Ten team. We got Minnesota. Uh, FPI has them at 40th and SP Plus has them at 19th tray. I'm going to split the difference here. I'm going in between. Um they finished 18th and 27th in FPI and SP plus re- respectively last year. They had a very strong defense. Um, but I, you know, obviously I could see that taking a, a slight step back, uh, just because they ranked 97th in returning production on that side of the ball. Uh, they had the one good thing for them last year was they had a really strong offensive and defensive line. 
But they're going to have to replace a lot of those losses, and they're trying to do that via the transfer portal. Uh, if they gel, then good for them. But uh, if that doesn't work, there is some regression uh, in the mix. I, I like the offensive skill positions. Uh, Ottman Bell, Ibrahim is back. Uh, Tanner Morgan, he, he's good, but I'm going to need him to have like a, a Kenny Pickett like jump uh, <laughs> if they want to, you know, really be a Big Ten contender or, or just know, go back dark. to the way he was three years yeah, ago. Yeah, he used his Kenny well, Pickett br- jump like yeah a couple years yeah. ago. <laughs> That's true. Well, they're bringing back that offensive coordinator. Yeah, Sharaka's uh, Soraka, back. So. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I don't see a major drop off like FPI, but I'm also not confident in them improving over last year. Okay. I'll be more optimistic. I'm going to side with SP plus here, having them at, at 19th. Cause like you said, they were a top 25 team last year and yes, the defense that carried them is going to get worse. They lose a ton, especially up front, but I think the offense could be a little bit better to make up for it. I just don't think Tanner Morgan will be as bad as he was last year with his, you know, his his coordinator that he was so good under a few years ago coming back. I think that that can only help things and just better health with their their running back core. They just they lost running back after running back last year and hopefully they're they're all back healthy. So I'm just a little bit bullish on on Minnesota overall. I'm going to I'm not like low on Minnesota. I'm going to I'm going to agree with Trey and go yeah. in, in between. I think they're top 30 and could be approaching a top 25 team, which was which is solid. Um I, I do think the defense, when they kind of took a little bit of a, a step back after their great run a couple of, a few years ago, is because they just lost so much on defense, um, and then they had some experience coming back next year, and they were pretty or the following year they were pretty solid. So I think it's kind of a little trend there. I don't think with even if the offense does make a little jump, that they need that defense to be better. Otherwise, I, I think they're going to struggle to be a consistent like top twenty team as SP Plus has them. All right, moving on, North Carolina. FPI has them 22nd, SP Plus has them 40th. Michael, where are you leaning? So this is one when I just kind of look at it, I I thought I was going to lean with FPI just because the way North Carolina's been recruiting and I know they lose uh, Sam Howell, but feel pretty good that between Drake May or maybe Jacoby Criswell, both former four stars, that one of those guys will end up being pretty good. But I I literally went through my rankings and, and was slotting the teams in and I ended up having them, I think somewhere in the the late 30s, so closer to closer to SP plus, just because the the offense is what has carried them and what carried them last year with a bad defense. And I don't know, I just I, I think it's gonna get a lot worse. I mean, Sam Howell, you can't understate how good of a quarterback he was for them for the last few years. He's kind of what changed the tra- trajectory of that program, and now this whoever the quarterback is. Is of course going to be green and he's going to be behind a questionable offensive line and they're going to be counting on gene chiswick defensively to uh maybe carry the load a little bit more and i don't know i he's he's been away from the game for a while so i'm not sure how that'll work out yeah i'm a little more bullish on north carolina i, I think maybe in, in, the, the, some of the other pieces will step up a little bit here they do re- return some key pieces josh downs is back at receiver um and they have been recruiting pretty well um i think I like Drake May, I've, you know, from the little bit of time that we saw him, but I think he's going to ultimately be the guy that takes the job, and he's going. I think he'll be pretty good. Um, the line, the offensive line, has to play replace three starters, but man, they weren't that good last year, anyways. Already, the offensive line wasn't. They struggled at times. Um, so I, I'm not so sure that losing those guys is really that big of a loss. Um, they're bringing in a, a transfer, and uh, you know, and they have a. They're also bringing in a highly touted freshman. So I think the line will be pretty similar, comparable to, the, to last year, but. 
And the defense, okay, Mike, you, 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 I'm, I'm a little concerned about that, but hey, putting a little bit of faith in Gene Chizik here. They do lose a couple of key linebackers, which which is which is going to hurt, um, especially Toman Fox. Um, but you know, they have been recruiting well. The ACC, like well above other ACC teams that they're competing with, I have to believe that that's going to show some dividends here going into what Mac Brown's fourth year. Um, so I think those will really yeah. start to pan out a little bit more now that they're kind of upperclassmen. If you're a Carolina fan, they you got to think they they better yeah. start developing. It's an interesting year for Mac, um, just because if they don't if they don't do all that well this year, kind of that momentum that he had in those first couple of years uh, is is dissipating, oh, yeah. especially gone. as the rest of the ACC gets better. So it's it's a big year, and that that defense needs to take a jump. They were they were pretty putrid. So oh, so that's why I'm kind of leaning more towards like Michael. I was surprised, but I am more towards the SB plus. Um, and I'm not as confident, Ryan, in the, that offensive line just because they weren't good, and now they're replacing those bodies. So I'm leaning SP+. Okay, a few more teams left. Our next one is BYU. FPI has them 46th. SP+, has them 23rd. What are you thinking, Ryan? Yeah, I think FPI is pretty nuts for having, having them that low. I don't low. know how you have them that low. I'm not sure what they're seeing there. Um, you know, So I'm going to go with SP+. Uh, I, I have them a top 25 team. Um, I, I agree with them. Uh, Jaron Hall back leading the way at QB. Very good. Very good QB. Had a really, really good year for them. Just all of a sudden turned it up. Um, and they returned a good amount of production around him. It's not like he just, it's just him. Um, they did have a ton of injuries as well on that uh, on that team this past year, especially on defense. I think they had more than half of their starters from the first game missed miss time for them at some point. Um, they do lose Tyler, Tyler Algier, the great running back, but you know, and they're probably, I'm sure there's going to be drop off, but they have some solid replacements. Isaac Rex, though, is back at tight end. He's injured, but injured in the last game, but he'll, he should be back before the start of the year. So I don't know, just too much rec- returning production from this team and getting healthy. I, I'm, I'm not, it's crazy. I, I haven't saw 25 team. I'm not sure what, how FBI uh, got that. I'm, I'm with SP plus, maybe even a little bit better. Um, yeah. I know it would be a decent sized jump because they, they finished 46th last year. But Ryan, like you said, they, they're returning production. They're number two overall in returning production, number one on defense. Uh, and you, you touched on the injuries because uh, they started the year stout on, on defense and then yeah. it kind of waned. But um, with, and then with some of those guys that were injured taking spring ball a little lightly, uh, I think some depth should develop. Uh, Jaron Hall could be kind of a, become more of a household name. I like BYU next year. Yeah, he Hall is very underrated, and I'm assuming they still have Romney to back him up. So you've got that insurance if if Hall goes down because he, I thought he was gone. Oh, is he gone? Oh, let me see. Maybe he's gone. You keep talking, but well, either way, I'm not going to count on a quarterback yeah. injury. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean they just they were good last year. They bring back almost everyone. I I, I I'm higher than both. Yeah, I, I have them. You know, borderline top fifteen. Yeah, he's working. For, he's working for Adobe now. <laughs> Romney is. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's gone. Yeah. There's probably yeah. another yeah. Romney though on the roster. I was I'm just sure going to say, find there's got to be a brother. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Did All you right. just look up like his LinkedIn or something? Yeah, <laughs> it's what it said. It's like, well, he just decided it's time to move on from football and accepted a position at Adobe. I'm like, oh, nice. wow. <laughs> All right. Um, Are you sure you were looking at the? Were you looking at Gunner Romney? Were we looking at the right Romney? Gunner Baylor. I was looking at Baylor. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the right one. Okay, so he's gone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have Iowa State is the next one. Uh, FPI has them at 27th, and SP Plus has them at 52nd. Michael, high on the Cyclones? No, no. I'm uh, I'm going to side with SP Plus here. Uh, 128th in returning production. I just don't like the idea of backing an inexperienced Iowa State team. Matt Campbell is a great coach, maybe the best coach in the Big 12. We'll get to that next week when we rank our. Uh, we're going to go through every conference and, and rank the head coaches. So maybe he's going to prove me wrong. But just everything pointed to last year being the big year. Bunch of super seniors. Everyone stayed, and now everyone's gone. And not everyone, but you know most of the best players are gone. So you just knew 2022 was going to be a huge drop off. I, I don't see them being a borderline top 25 team like like FPI has them. Yeah, this this one is difficult in my eyes just because this could be Campbell's probably toughest coaching job yet but to me the way i'm looking at this is he's he's built a culture so i'm not seeing a complete disaster um i know they're kind of starting over on on both sides of the ball but i think a lot of people when they look at this they'll they'll look at returning production which obviously isn't good and then the seven and six record last year and they'll say automatically they'll get they're going to be 52nd or worse i don't know they, they ended up finishing ninth in fpi 19th in SP plus. I know it's a totally different team, so you can't, it's not apples to apples, but I personally think they might fall somewhere uh, in between, maybe in that 40 to 45 range. So that's why I'm going to go in the middle. Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's certainly possible. I I could definitely see that. I'm going to side more with Mike and go with SP plus number around 52. Um, I just think they're going to be fighting for a bowl game. You know, I see this team kind of scratching to get to that six wins, which would be a very successful year, I think, uh, given this hiccups and considering Iowa State, right? So, yeah, for six a, and six well, would this be is a, for a down year, that would be yeah, six and six is fine. Exactly. If, yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. So six and six would be a great, a great target. But if that's your great kind of target, you know, uh, you can't be a whole lot better than top 50. So too much to too much. They lost just way too much for Iowa State. But I hope that help the they can get it back again soon, though. Yeah. And they, I mean, it seems like Campbell always gets good quarterback play and they've got, I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now, but the guy, that guy that was a four star a couple years ago. So, um, maybe they'll be fine. We'll see. Yeah. They, um, yeah, the kids from, he's from Iowa, I think Hunter Deckers. We'll see. All right. Moving on to another tough one. LSU F- FPI has them 11th and SP plus has them 45th. Quite yeah. the disparity. Yeah, 34 spot different there. That's uh, that's quite a bit. Uh, I'll have to go in the middle. Uh, so, you know, fringe top 25, maybe just outside for LSU. Uh, QB position I'm fine with. Miles Brennan, Jaden Daniels, you know, they they got a, a solid t- two guys there. Um, think they'll do they'll do just fine. Uh, I'm worried about the old line. <laughs> the, 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 the starting five that they end up putting out there, you know they won't have played many stat many snaps at LSU if at all. So that that that's a major concern is from an offensive line that uh, last year they were just terrible, especially against the especially run blocking. Um, and then if you look on defense, I mean they weren't great last year, but the secondary, woof, just major hits to the secondary. So that's going to be a concern. They did bring in some transfers to try to kind of make up for it, but you know, you're not going to get the same level there. So. It, you know, Brian Kelly, I like Brian Kelly. He's obviously a good coach. Um, you know, I like what he's done. But if he can be a top 25 team in this first year, I'd be impressed. Yeah, that's the thing. I think putting them kind of borderline top 25 is 
that the reason you're doing that is is because you're going from Coach O to Brian Kelly, and you think Brian Kelly is going to bring huge improvement in terms of just preparation and culture. So I agree with you. I'm I'm putting them in between, uh, you know, right around that borderline top twenty five, um, because of that kind of belief in, in Brian Kelly. Because everything else, I mean, they've they've been bad two straight years now. Um, the the r- roster that they have has had different coordinators seemingly every year. Um, so it's just, it's hard to count on them, even though they've got all that recruiting talent, it's hard to count on them to flip the switch and become a, a top 10 or 15 team. Yep. I, I'm definitely not FPI. Um, I'm a little bit closer to SP plus, but I still gotta say I'm, I'm in the middle, but, but favoring that SP plus side, just, I mean, they finished 42nd last year in FPI 65th in SP plus combine that now with that huge roster, uh, turnover, like the the offense and defense both were a mess at times last year, and I'm not sure you know if Jane Daniels ends up being the guy, you know, I don't know if he can do enough to mask kind of the growing pains that they're going to endure during this transition year. So I'm, I'm bullish on their future, but see them kind of in that maybe 35 range next uh, as we sit here today. Okay, that'll do it for this week's episode of the College Football Bros. If you like the show, best way to help us out is to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash college football bros for five bucks a month. You get access to our discord server where we're talking college football with our little community there all season long or all year long. And you also get uh, bonus episodes. There's a backlog of probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 of those. So would uh, appreciate your support there. And we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the college football bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.